And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. Welcome to Down on the Docks. My name's Chris Neff, joined as always by uh, my friend and comedian, Dustin Torres. How are you, buddy? I am wonderful. Yeah, and uh, of course, the show doesn't exist without the guy who greases the wheels, our producer extraordinaire, open micer, Dave Sarah. How are you? There we go. We got good energy. I can feel it in here. I feel it too, man. You know why? Why? We have a special guest sitting in. Uh, today. I want to acknowledge his presence because I met him in the podcasting world and he drove all the way across the country to sit in today. Say hi, everybody, to BG David. How are you, BG David? I'm great. How's it going? We're Hello. fucking fabulous. Thank you for joining good. us. Um, check out uh, BG David on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Hell of a guy. Great follow. Great follow. Especially if you like crypto. Member of the Discord as well. We love him. Guys, we have a very, very exciting episode. This is this this doc is being talked about. I want to eat your ribs. Oh, sorry. Everywhere, dude. Everywhere. This, Everywhere. Everybody's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's basically if you've been following what's going on, the doc is called House of Hammer, the House of Hammer. Not that hammer. No, exactly. You know, we all got excited when we saw Hammer in the doc title. I know I did. Uh, anyway, released on Discovery Plus September 2nd. This is a documentary about the family of Armin Hammer. And for those of you that don't know about Armin Hammer, you might know his great-grandson, Army Hammer, the famous actor, uh, who was in like um, some, some big-name movies in the last 10 years, The Social Network. He played the Winklevoss twins. You remember that? I yeah, Winklevoss. But I know who Army Hammer, Army Hammer is. Right. Sure. So this is this at, baking soda. This is good. <laughs> he got, got that baking soda. Boy, he got that easy one in right off the bat. <laughs> Just didn't a, bam, Arm and Hammer. Okay. Get him. So this is a three-part documentary. Um, the first episode is called Love Bomb, and I wanted to let this out at the top. There is a disclaimer on this documentary that says this documentary contains graphic descriptions of violence sexual abuse and coercive control. So we're going to extend that courtesy to our listeners because we will be discussing a lot of these graphic descriptions of violence, sexual abuse and coercive control. So they say, and because we're us, there are going to be some jokes. So this is your first trigger warning on down on the docks. If you need one, this is the time to maybe, uh, you know, Decide. Put the kids to sleep already. Yeah, we don't want li- children, you know, under the age of 14 listening to something like this. Unless they like to be tied up. It's definitely a PG-13 <laughs> podcast. Then. So, guys, let's get into it. Um, we immediately fade in, and we uh, hear uh, Army Hammer leaving a voice message for somebody. We don't know who. And he basically says, okay, here's the deal. Uh, basically... I'm going to come over to your house and practice the Japanese art of shibari, which is basically rope tying. Then I'm going to completely incapacitate you, tie you up, and then do whatever I want to every hole in your body until I'm done with you. So that's called art. 
Yeah, pretty I much. I don't remember Ted Bundy calling it Shibari. No, yeah. See, this is a whole new thing for us. I never heard of Shibari either. I've thought about it, but I would never call it art. What, Shibari? Time oh, people up. Oh, okay, got it. So we immediately see texts being exchanged. And uh, the first one is, I decide when you can eat, sleep, and come. So it's like us hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> pretty close. And then he's, he likes the word kitten. So he's always going to, kitten, your tolerance for pain is unmatched. You're my own personal little slave. And then this is where it gets weird. This. I am. <laughs> this is where it gets weird. Yeah, ready to go for a dark It was okay till now. Yeah. I am 100% a cannibal. No vegetables. Oh, fuck. No really? vegetables. Yeah. Hold on here. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he wasn't just. So this isn't. This documentary is not like about him being like a slit, like a sex. Oh, it's dude. that. Oh, it's but that. But, but it's like yeah. the big twist is that he's a fucking. And they just come out with it. There's right no big the twist. It's right out of the gate. Right There's, out of the it's gate. hard to get a big twist with a cannibal. You're just. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, January 2021 is when all this press about Army Hammer possibly being a cannibal came out. You got to remember, remember, it's the height of COVID. So it's hard to be a cannibal during COVID. It is, it, dude, it's hard to be a germaphobe cannibal during COVID. You couldn't even That's eat the, regular meat. <laughs> it's hard to get pussy and rib meat. What's He's that? A germaphobe too now? No, I'm just saying if you were a cannibal and oh, a germaphobe yeah. oh, during COVID, yeah, you can, <laughs> imagine, can you imagine <laughs> that dilemma? It's like that old. Fuck. It's like that old Jewish joke. Jew, uh, what's a Jewish dilemma? Free pork. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it's basically. You can't do it. <laughs> I have fun. Okay. But that way, real quick, this. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the documentary leads off to allude to us that the darkness in the Hammer family isn't just Army Hammer. Okay? I can't believe that. Yeah. That the, this, the other guys in his family weren't perfect? Yeah. <laughs> they weren't perfect. It's oh, weird. that's your qualifier? Yeah. You're perfect unless you're a cannibal. Yeah. I'm yeah. the first weirdo in my family. So, you know, that's what this is alluding to right off the jump. Now, we meet a very, very attractive woman named Courtney Vuskovich. And before she comes on, um, she takes about 14 deep breaths. And I'm going to be honest, right out of the gate, you had a problem with her attire. Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. She's dressed like a fucking Dick Tracy character right. from the movie with Warren Beatty. And she's wearing a jacket that she doesn't need to wear. And she takes about 95 deep breaths. And here's the deal. I got tied up by Army Hammer. Oh, and when they asked me about it, yeah. I didn't wear a Dick Tracy vest. Okay. And then the other thing is she wears that jacket without putting her arms God, in, it's just sitting, in the sleeves. Oh, it's one of those that like, yes. it's, those yeah. it's just like, like a, it's like she, the queen just died or something. Yeah. Like the, like where you work for like a, you're like a fashion. Yes, exactly. I had no yeah. problem with her attire. I did think it was a little, uh, yeah, if one she side won the PGA big. tour, yeah. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> okay. Very devil wears Prada. So we learn that she is the founder of an app. Uh, she's from Dallas, Texas. Sucks. And she basically says, I want to paint the pictures of the red flags that I saw before she, quote, became completely controlled by Army Hammer. I want to paint the red flags that I saw with you wearing that fucking, your grandpa's uh, blazer over your shoulders. You dude, hate the blazer. Uh, I hate it, dude. I just can't stand it. Just think about this. Like, you're, you're, so, you're so fucking upset. Listen, you're so upset 
that you got to come on. It's like this. I'm so upset, and I've got to I've got to warn the world, but I've got to wear this blazer over my shoulders that doesn't fit. Maybe it fit. was cold in there, but I'll tell you this. It sounds like we need a trigger warning for Dustin when there are blazers in documentaries. Chicks not, and blazers, dude. Not being... Uh, worn properly. I'm up to my ass with women in blazers. Okay, so we flash back to 2019. This is Dallas. This is uh, pre-COVID. And, um, Which didn't matter in Dallas. No, didn't. She meets him at a bar. They have brief conversation. Then he immediately starts following her on Instagram. Well, COVID breaks out. And in June of 2020, he slides into her DMs. <laughs> now, she Googles him and finds out he is, in fact, the Army Hammer, and he's married with kids. Nothing to do about cannibalism. No, she did not. There was no cannibalism news at the time. If he would have put on his Instagram, hey, I might want to eat you, it might have been this relationship a lot easier. This wouldn't even be an issue if he was forthcoming with his desire to eat people. He should have been. So he says, well, I'm separated, and it's all good, so let's start texting and sexting around the clock. All right? He also starts oversharing. And aggressively hitting on her, you know. Yeah, he's like, hey, when COVID's over, I'm going to eat you. She's like, you're going to eat me out? It's like, no, no, I'm just going to eat you like with a fork and knife. Yeah, it's hard I mean, to tell the difference though in a text. He's literally talking about wanting to eat her. She's like, I like to be eaten. He's yeah. like, well. But she's like, I don't know if this is real or if it's just aggressive hitting on me. And then she's like, well, you know, I dealt with some trauma. So I feel like we're trauma bonding and establishing a deep connection. And meanwhile, he's like, no, I really want to eat you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like for dinner. Like yeah. With salt. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You like seasonal? It's yeah. Like, right. So he says, how could Maybe you be? Maybe a little olive oil. <laughs> <laughs> olive oil? Oh, a little olive oil. <laughs> what's, in the, what's in the bag you got? <laughs> what is that from? Is this an impression? That is it from something. It's like Matt, trying to do uh, Maniscalco. Yeah. What do you mean? You, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you mean, yeah. olive oil? Okay. What do you mean, Put it in the oh, hole. aren't you embarrassed? What do you mean? You eat a person? Okay. Some shoes on. Anyway, he says, you know, how could you be this beautiful? And he says, I have an intense connection with you. And he's love bombing her. Like a Dutch okay. oven. Just like. Oh, is that what love, yeah. <laughs> is that what love bombing he's like, is? Listen, I love you. <laughs> I want to eat you. <laughs> I tell you what. We meet uh, a gentleman by the name of Ryan Bailey. Okay. And they shared acting class together. And Army starts slowly getting bit parts. It was at the butcher factory, by the way, at Ralph's. Oh, that those are the bit. <laughs> yeah, that's how. Yeah, that was a bit part. That was a bit part. He gets on Gossip Girl. I'm and, sick of this bit part. And then again, <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he lands the big role as the Winkle Winkle Voss twins yeah. in the Social Network. So this is around like 2010, 2012. Um, getting By to the way, those people. guys did get fucked. Wait, by Celsius? The, what? The two guys Celsius? got fucked? No, the Winklevoss twins. The fucking Zuckerberg stole their shit. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Bro, anyway. Anyway, that's a conspiracy. I'm We're not, not going down the hole. All right, so we get more backstory. We learn that he is a descendant, a, uh, actually a great grandson of Armand Hammer. So Armand. Armand Hammer. So <laughs> his grandfather, great-grandfather, Armand Hammer, owned Occidental Petroleum. Okay. Yeah. You ever have an oxy pad? You ever get a zit on your face? I got oh. one right now. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's, oxy. Yeah. That's the plane's logo no. on the plane. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. All yeah. oh, that's part of it, huh? Yeah. Oh, huge, 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 huge. So there's a gentleman by the name of Seth uh, Ambrovich of the Hollywood Reporter, and he immediately interviews him. Um, 
And when we learned that doctor, he was also a doctor. They don't say what kind of doctor. But you're talking about the great grandfather. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Armin Hammer. This is like in the... Yeah, but he was a doctor where he was 20s? from, which we all know how that works. Yeah, so hold on. He was worth $16 billion at one point. Okay, but like the, you're talking about this man lived like was born in like the 20, 1920s or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So or, 16 billion shekels or like yeah. actual no, no, no. money. No, no, but like, yeah, the company must be worth 16 billion. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Army was born in 1986, named after his great grandfather in Santa Monica. And his dad immediately moves them. This is his dad. His father's name's Julian to the Cayman Islands because his dad apparently loved the movie The Firm. Oh, so fucking money laundering. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 I mean, of that's, course, this guy, you said he's Russian? No, he, his, he's a Russian Jew? Is he was. His great grandfather. They all was are. Oh, so he ended up in Santa Monica somehow. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Brighton Beach. Yeah. All right. So they move, they move the <laughs> family back to LA when he's in the seventh grade. Um, so here's the thing. That's when he decides, you know, I want to be an actor and all this stuff and gets involved. His, his family's not really into that. He was hungry for meat and stuff. Yeah, and then they kind of disown him, but then he starts getting successful. And then after The Social Network, he gets cast in a bunch of major money box office, big blockbusters, but they all bomb. You remember The Man from Uncle? No. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so then he does this indie film call, uh, called Call Me By Your Name, and he gets nominated for like a Golden Globe starts getting a lot of press and this might be his breakout role. And the other thing is they show him at all the award shows and he's always wearing the, uh, the me too button that says time's up on his lapel. He like thought everywhere. it said, did he think it said tied up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> tied up. Tied up. Got him. Um, I wonder if these guys also own tied. Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask. They could. I didn't research into that. So Seth says he hears, Army might be into BDSM, and Army immediately shoots him down. So then we go to New York City, and we meet uh, a woman. She's an artist. Uh, her name's Julia Morrison, and she has some text that she cannot wait to share. Uh, the first one she shares is from Army, and he says, I have a fantasy about having someone prove their love and devotion and tying them up in a public place at night and making their body free of use. So basically, he's like, I'm Hell looking yeah. for a public toilet. Yeah, piss yeah. post. Toilet, I yes. want a piss pot, yeah. Yeah. and I can understand that. Toilet. And then Julia says, oh, and also to fuck strangers for me. Oh. So he not only wants, you know, a toilet. Yeah. He wants the toilet to go out and fuck strangers for him. So. Cool. So he starts falling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Dave's like, I like this guy. So I mean, priming him, like, wh like, like, what has he done wrong? Is yeah, that what you're saying? Just, just getting, getting somebody some free pussy. I mean, what's wrong with that? So <laughs> he starts following Julia on Instagram. Now, once Julia realizes he's following her, she finds a message that he had sent to her three years ago. Oh fuck. Okay, and she wanted. She he was asking for pictures. I guess that's how it starts. I've never slid yeah. into DMs before. It's love, dude. It's uh, just, you slid into it. No, I haven't. She hey, you want to do my podcast? She responds, and Army responds within an hour. So immediately when she says, oh, I just got your message from three years ago, he's like right he in He loves there. her. I don't know why they're making him out to be so bad. He loves her. Okay, love at first bite? Yeah. Hey, Bam. Hey, <laughs> you were waiting for that one. Yeah, I was. You, you fell into it. Uh, She's probably tied up for three years. So Julie says, hey, Army, hey, which hey, one hey. of those pictures do you like the best? And Army says, the one where you're getting choked. Yeah. Okay. So 
here's the thing. She had been doing like some sort of art project that was Sucks. anti-woman violence. It was terrible. Ooh. And he totally didn't understand. Anti-woman violence. Yeah, no, anti-violence towards women. Yeah, it was you know very original. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So Army says, hey, well, why don't you go to a play with me? But it's COVID, so they can't. So then he immediately puts on the full court press on Instagram and takes the conversation into a sexual direction and tells her how much he fantasizes about tying her up. He says, look, I'm really into shibari, which is the Japanese art of rope bondage. It's a cousin of kinbaku. It's less decorative and more for total restraint. So if I'm ever in an, (laughs) so if I'm ever in an alley and somebody says, you want to meet me for some shibari? And yeah, it's not sushi. Kimbaku, yeah, like, yeah, I like to eat. Yeah. Then Army says, hey, basically, I just want to get you to the point where you're my submissive and I could say one word that'll make you come. I wish I had that word because I, I can't even come and I want to make people come, but I just can't. Well, well, we'll work on that. So he continues, don't think or worry about anything except being a good little pet. He loves going to say, hey, be my, a good little pet. Well, hold on. Yeah. What would the word be? For we're, you. We're, we're gonna. You're about to find out. No, no. For you, before we get into what his word is, meow. Bushakinslav. 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 He says, "I want you to be my own personal slave. In return, you'll be worshipped, fed, and fucked." Yeah. Turns yeah. out the one word just like turned into three. Yeah. I, I don't think I. I just came when he said worship, fed, and fucked. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the army's advertising. You can get worshipped. Well, COVID fucked a lot of people up. I mean, can you... Not as bad as Army. No, no, no. But the whole point is, you know, during COVID, people were staying in and they were having these kind of exchanges with people, these very sexual, overt conversations because they couldn't go out and fuck. Can you imagine like like how much people were Skype sexting and fucking doing this shit during COVID? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was rampant. What were you up to? Uh, not, out? not doing that. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Dave? Uh, um, Jacking off at all? Uh... Don't put me on the spot. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. That's all right. That's, that's what happens when we are in Working the middle. Working for whammo. Well, okay, whammo. Uh, let's fast forward to July 2020. Army calls Courtney and says, hey, just so you know, I'm going to be passing through Dallas because she lives in Dallas. Mm. And I'd love to meet up with you. And she's like, well, this is really weird for you to just like come out and hit me out of the blue. Um, I'm in the Hamptons right now and I'm not going to be in town. Well, that doesn't change Army's mind. So he drives to Dallas and then takes a picture of her apartment and calls her 22 times in a row. Whoa. Yeah. She says, hey, what are you doing at my apartment building? He sends her a picture. He's like, hey, dude, I'm here. Yeah. And Why aren't you here? Yeah. And guess what his response is? What? Oh, nothing. Just trying to find your scent. Oh, God. Yeah. So Army leaves her a note with the doorman. Once again, sounds like a Hallmark card. I don't get it. Yeah. What did he do wrong? Uh, so he stands, gives a note to the doorman and it just says this, I'm going to bite the fuck out of you. Oh, to the doorman. No, not to the doorman. The doorman's supposed to give it to her. Okay. That's cute. So six days later, army gets divorced. Now he's married with two kids. Remember this. Whoa. Yeah. So Courtney says, okay, well then yeah, I'm going to go meet you. Um, so she flies out to LA meets army and army immediately picks her from the from the airport and says guess what we're going on an adventure we gotta hit the home depot i gotta grab a few things (laughs) we're going to the desert can you imagine like hey uh i gotta get some y'all don't have rope here he they go got a shovel no one will (laughs) miss you they go spend three 
weeks in 29 Palms. And his friend owns a motel. So that's where they start. Yeah. Yeah. His was his friend named Norman? His, fr- his friend was not named Norman. They don't interview him. So we My don't- mother's up at the house. Okay. Is this guy like rich beyond all? He's yeah, army he's hammer, a, bro. He's an like, army hammer. Like he's like, he has... He's a he's, he's got a movie generational yeah, yeah. generational wealth. wealth and he's in a movie a movie star. Yeah. Okay. So if we had his money, we'd be dead. So yes. they're hanging out in Joshua Tree. I wouldn't be here. No, just riding around uh, and hiking and like chilling on Vespas. So cool. um, then this is where it gets really weird yeah, because Courtney that, says buddy. I know, but Courtney says something didn't feel right when he took her to the tractor supply store and he was looking for ropes. <laughs> it's somebody like, it's, it's like the guy, they, they, all right. So here's the deal. They no. went to the tractor supply store and she's walking up down, like she's filming it. Like, man, this is gonna be the greatest weekend ever. And then like, they go down the rope aisle and he's like, do you have any more rope? Yeah. And, and the guy's like, you bought it all. Yeah. They were like, she was like, luckily they were out of rope because apparently he'd been wood to a different, with a on a date with a different girl the previous weekend, he so, cleaned him out of rope. So yeah, this guy just doesn't keep his rope. I uh, know. No, you got to you got to ditch him out. Got DNA on it, dude. Yeah. Come on, it's your first time. They're yeah, all, they're all full of squirt and cum. Okay, so <laughs> here's 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 where it gets dark. I'm not gonna say and weird blood, but then Courtney's interviewed and she begins to tell about an experience that she had with Army. But normally, it would be an experience that you talk about doing before you do it. Sure. And he just did it. Yeah. Then, you know, uh, she says, I don't want to get into it. Okay? Now... No, we do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure she means anal. Because, yeah... So that, that's what I mean. She, you mean she doesn't want to get ri- she doesn't want to get into it with the document. She doesn't want to say what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because anal. it's obvious. You know, it could be scat. It could be maybe she got bit on the first date. Scat anal. Yeah, maybe she woke up and she was missing a kidney. We don't fucking know. Uh, have y'all point. both done anal? Yeah. No. Are you talking to us? Yeah. None of your business. Okay. So Courtney decides. Fuck I like this. anal. <laughs> okay, that's right. <laughs> Courtney says. Once again, me and Dave are on the side of Army. We're like, what the yeah, fuck? Courtney goes back to Dallas. All right. I like giving it. I'm up. not taking any sides at this point. All right, I'm not either. But if you want anal, do not go to Dallas. All right, so I'm she, going through the big D, and I don't mean Dallas. <laughs> don't go in a convertible either. Okay, she goes back to Dallas. Now, when she gets back to <laughs> Dallas, she gets upset because she gets online and she finds out Army is dating Bruce Willis's daughter. Rumor. She's hot. So that's the she, name is Rumor. Yeah, you don't know about Scout and Rumor. I, I met her when oh, I was doing theater. Yeah. She's really yeah. good looking. She's she, she and very good actress. I'm in sure, her they're right. all good looking. So she immediately breaks it off. All right, but all of a sudden she gets sucked back in, and they go on another road trip. But she wakes up scared because she. Well, guess what happens when she wakes up? She's. Bite dead. marks. No, okay. she's got bite marks. Okay. All right. <laughs> she wakes up and she's dead. No, she wakes she up with bite marks, like really hard, crazy bite marks. Yeah. And then here's the thing. Yeesh. He takes her out to Sedona with a bag of ropes. So she knows the ropes are in the car. Oh God. And Army says, Hey, look, it's not that big of a deal. I've never tied anybody up, but I have practiced on mannequins. Ah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's I think not a big that's, deal. that's like an underground LA thing. Yeah. You know, you remember back in the day they like teach your man how or teach you how to suck a real dick. Yeah. Now, now they're oh, like yeah. now you walk into a room, there's like twelve mannequins, they're like, Hey, guess what? We're gonna yeah. teach you the uh, art of Sambari or whatever the fuck it's called. Well, it's like a second time she saw him with ropes. 
What? Is, there, is there like a Boy Scout manual for that? Oh yeah, you, it's Rope not tying manual? not tying one hundred and one. It's chapter four yeah. of a thousand and one knots. Yeah, bondage. So he here's here's the thing. He gets her in the hotel room. He plays this star, creepy set list. I don't. They don't go into the music, but I know what my creepy set list song would be. Cue Ooh. Latin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know it? Q Lazarus? What are, the, what are the words of the song? Something, something. Okay, it I'll goes, take uh, you yeah, you know Q Lazarus. Yeah. It was in Clerks 2, but more famously in. Um, Clerks uh, 2. Well, that's where the extended cut is. God. The original was in Silence of the Lambs. Ah. So. Ah, so we're already getting. Yeah. Now we're Lotion starting to get into on some the of skin. the skin. So he get ties some metaphorical right. cannibalism music. Yeah. So hold on. Here's the thing. After this tie-up experience, which he's not into, Army says, "Hey, do you want to meet my mom?" Goodbye, <laughs> horses. That's it. Goodbye, horses. This is like this is <laughs> so meet mom. Okay, I, I can get it behind that. Oh, he wants me to meet his family. Yeah, and, and she's like, he's crazy. So here's the thing. I don't have any, but I, I, te- I date, uh, when I've dated women, I've introduced them to my mom, but she says, I thought that was a little weird. And I'm thinking to myself, I'd rather go meet his mom than get tied up again. Up, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, dude, because some moms are real like overbearing. And so I'd rather get tied up maybe twice and then meet the mom. Well, here's the thing. They're at the dinner and it does not go well. So Army starts fighting with his mom oh. and his mom's like, you need to give your dad, cut him some slack. All right. And they, she likes walks out of the dinner, okay. So it's super uncomfortable. Are, like, is Army like a druggie? We don't know that yet. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, it's funny you say that because no. they don't really bring up like his alcohol or drug use. And so the whole time it's like, is he just <laughs> tying people up and like getting drunk and like beating the shit out of each other? But and they never talk about. They didn't that. really talk about that, but we we will we'll give you some more info on that. If he's Great. sober doing this, yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Fast forward to January 2021. Maybe he's on psych meds. We, uh, I can tell you right now in advance, no psych meds were ever Goodbye, mentioned. Goodbye, horses. Okay. <laughs> okay. 2021, we meet Candace Cronkite. Now, here's the thing. No relation to the great Walter Cronkite. In fact, she spells it with an H. But um, she is a citizen detective. She's sleuthing around. I'm trying to think of where the H in Cronkite is. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> she uh, tracks down an anonymous IG account um, that is leaking DMs. And this account is the House of Effie. Now, the House of Effie uh, says she was a victim of Army's abuse. So the weirdest one that we came across is he says, I thought about you and doming and fucking you and being domed and fucked so fucking much the last few years. Wait a second. Doming? Yeah. He, he, <laughs> okay. So not doming. Maybe he didn't even mean anything bad, but he's like, Hey man, I want to be doming up with you. Hey, like, hanging out. You know, the guy just wanted a doming partner. Hey, you want a dome later? Hey, you want a dome later? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he's you as bad think as everybody. This, yeah, you think I don't this, think he's as bad as everybody says he is. Well, that's the whole thing. A lot of people in the meter are saying this is totally being blown out of proportion. We're going to let you guys decide on your own. But right now, I'm pretty sure that was just a spelling error, and he was saying doming. Well, you want to okay. come back to my bio dom, buddy? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Hello, so, Clarice. So we also learned that he loves biting people from this woman. Sure. And he wants to uh, tattoo his bite impressions Ooh, into, I like it. into this girl. And more importantly, he's like, I want to brand you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I want to shave your head. Oh. 
I want to keep your hair and then cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. All right, never Uh. mind. Never mind. He definitely didn't misspell anything. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, no, he fucking meant what he said. All right. Because I have a shaved head, and trust me, I... He continues, I don't know uh, how to say this, but you were the most intense and extreme version of what I've ever had. Fucking you on your floor with a knife against you is everything, and, and everything else seemed boring. Hearing you crying and screaming while I was standing over you, I felt like I was a god, and I've never felt such power and intensity. Man, I... So he's just never been like, hey, you want to have dinner in a movie? No, 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 no. He's never just like, hey, Netflix. You want Netflix? Yeah, no. This guy does not Netflix and chill. (laughs) No, 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 no. He's Netflix and... Pills. Yeah. Netflix and... Sex flicks and pills. Sex flicks. (laughs) Got him. So, so... Rape, rape on the first date. So Candace is like, I'm going to write a story. I'm going to dig into this. Now, she finds out that Dumas, that's an online... Dumas. 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 It's it's an online gossip site. Yeah. Well, they reach out to Courtney about the released text and DMs, and they want to confirm the story. Courtney confirms and says, yeah, this story is real. Well, this thing goes viral. Yeah. This is when it first just went everywhere. Now, get this. He wanted to break her ribs, Mm -hmm. barbecue them, Mm. and eat Yeah, when he says, when he says, I want to do dinner, it means you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's not like, hey, would you like to have dinner tonight? No, no, no. I mean, I want you for dinner. (laughs) It gets into like that fucking, that. uh, Goodbye, uh, horses. What's that chick's name? Um, Ibrahimovic? Damn it. Okay. Abramovich. Abramovich? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she was, she was like a spirit cooker. She would. She would like throw these parties for like the elites, and then and eat. then they would eat. Okay, cannibal, have y'all ever thought about eating human skin? No, never. Me either. I'm just saying. Okay, so here here's where it comes out again. He says, "Look, I am a hundred percent a cannibal." Fuck, it's so scary to admit that. Yeah, eating I've, ass is like a totally different. It took Ed Gein. It took Ed Gein like thirty years to admit it, and uh, yeah. Army's like, "Fuck it, dude. I like to eat human skin." Yeah. So then he says. He recalls the time he shot a deer and ate its heart, Ooh. which I, I don't think is that big I've of a done deal. That. Yeah, I mean, I remember in Red Dawn where yeah. they shoot the deer and they like chug all the blood. You've done that. Yeah, when we you've e- you've eaten the deer heart. Yes, the it's, whole thing. It's a ritual. I we cooked a piece of it. Yeah, of it. yeah. Pussy. Okay. No, I, I, I did that thing where they fucking where you catch a tuna and you eat the eye. Oh, I didn't know they did that. That's yeah, a fisherman's thing. Tuna, yeah, they're like, okay. you eat that, but like they're like nobody really does it. You're just an idiot for doing it. All right. It. Well, are you are you ready for are you ready <laughs> for the are you ready eye. for the Hallmark Valentine's Let's Day it, the second one the card it. of the year? I'd eat your heart out if I wasn't stuck without you after. I can Jesus. understand that's poetry. That. Yeah, it is poetry. That's fucking Jesus. poetry. Because how are you going to have her if she's dead? I want to see everything. Like, I want to see with your body afterwards. Ugh. No, no, no. Listen to this. He says, "I want to see everything. I want to see your brain, your blood, your organs, every part of you." He wants to know her inside and out. <laughs> He's so deep. He is very deep. Oh, he says, "If I fuck you into a vegetative state, I'd keep you, feed you, wash you." And keep fucking you, B. You can't say. <laughs> okay, but here's the deal. You can't say B. B's like, yo, what's up? You want to get a burger, B? Yeah. That's not a sentence you drop B after. Yo, like, B. Yeah. I just yo, man, I want to eat your butthole and watch you die, B. Yo, yo B, yeah. I just want to turn you into a vegetable. No, and dude. Fuck you. Don't worry. I would come up. I would clean up all that cum and jizz. Yeah, You'd yeah. be fine. If you the bowl. No. Yeah. Dicey. So dicey. then we find another connection to the story. There's a woman named Paige Lorenz. 
and she's another forming, former dating partner. And she confirms, yeah, all these stories are true. Then Army, here's the thing. The press, they're like, we got a fucking problem. Our guy, who we rep, is fucking getting some of the worst press ever. Box office poison. So they got to drop him. Now, at the time, he was supposed to star in a movie with Jennifer Lopez called Shotgun Wedding. Luckily, so. he didn't lose his part. <laughs> That's, dude, that Guess booty. who's coming to dinner? <laughs> you could get a lot of meat off that booty. A lot of meat on the bone? Yeah, dude. You got that. I mean, the ass would be the first place to start. <laughs> yeah, of course. If That's I died how, right here, Dave, what would you eat out of me? I wouldn't be able to touch your fucking disgusting body. You know what, dude? I would they eat They all you. say that until you're on day 14 of eating rope I, and I, twine in your shoe. Yeah. I, yeah, I, no. go, I go for your stomach. Yeah. Because right. <laughs> you got bony legs and shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, but real quick, the um, like in the movie Alive, yeah. the one about the, yeah, uh, the brilliant Chilean, film. J- uh, Chilean soccer team. Yeah, Argentinian. Argentinian? Yeah, they crashed in Chile. Same thing. Oh, crashed in Chile, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they crashed in Chile. Foreigners. They, that's what they do. They eat, they eat the booty. Yeah, that's where you start. That's where you start yeah. in the booty. So listen, if... They if, make it look pretty good. Dave, yeah. hold on real fast, sorry. If we got in a plane crash, me, you, and Chris, mm-hmm. and we went down, all right, you, look, you and Chris are running around, you can't find anything to eat. My yeah, booty, we're running around. shut You're up, shut shit. up. My booty, because I'm not running around, is just laying there, and the sun's touching it. Yeah. Would you eat it? <laughs> sure. Okay. I would eat your booty. I, 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 that would be the last part I would go for. I don't understand why. It's just it's right there on the rock. It's it's facing the sun, kind of already cooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, not I'm what I go. I, I'm eating it. I would what go, part of me would you eat? I would go for like a tricep or uh, a, a, a bicep muscle. Uh, bicep muscle. Yeah. I don't want cool. the fat. Yeah, no, you, you gotta know? eat the fat. But if you can just find the butt. <laughs> okay, we got it. Yeah. We okay, got okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got the joke. Yeah, we get okay. it. So I got the joke. Yeah. So if you just if the butt's just sitting out there in the sun, I know. I like how Chris would is like, you do it. I'm not making listening. butt tacos. It's just yeah. silly. Yeah, like, okay. All right. Let's do. Sorry. This. Go so, on. So anyway, Candace decides she's got to do a deep dive, and she's doing more research, and she finds another text exchange. And according to this one, Army said, "I'm going to fuck you from behind while you have a belt around your neck." And Regular first, sex. Regular sex. And the person that got it responds and says, nah, that's too much. So she finds out that Army's Instagram is following a bunch of the Japanese rope tying, you know, accounts, but determines that he wasn't practicing any of it because he wasn't establishing consent. So there's a big she, issue She just here. got way too much in the research of BDSM. She never really got into it. So right. many rules for this woman. Yeah, but the point she's trying to make is this wasn't BDSM. This was abusive behavior. Sure. It's a fine so, line. So, Gloria... Yes, it's called the contract. Yeah, you you know. See, I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. Gloria Aldred jumps in and sure. says, I'm going to um, take counsel on behalf of uh, House of Effie. I'll show so, you how to fuck. So Effie. Wait, is that the monkey bitch? No, that's the other... That's, what? That's, that's what? the other one. Never mind. Gloria Aldred... All, Monkey bitch. Okay, first of all, we don't refer to women as bitches on the show. Yeah, first off, look, if she's a comic book character and her name was Monkey Bitch, I'm okay with it, but let's (laughs) just get back to normality. Gloria Allred was the... Okay, there's... Gloria Allred. Gloria Allred. Monkey bitch. (laughs) Which one is the one that studied monkeys in the fucking Africa? Diane Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Diane Allred. All right, no, all right, no. All right I know, I know who about. you're talking Continue about. Your shit. Okay. She's the lawyer. You're talking about the lawyer. Yeah. For like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay but on. again, she's not referred to as the monkey bitch. All right? <laughs> she was a researcher 
Okay? Gorillas in the Mist. They made a movie about Could you imagine if he worked her. at, like, the fucking Smithsonian? Hey, bring the monkey bitch in. <laughs> hey, listen, we got some shit to talk about. Hey, we got a big exhibit coming up yeah. this week. Uh, it's from the monkey bitch. The apes are here. Tell the monkey bitch to come clean this shit up. <laughs> Oh, that's Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. Jane Goodall. But there was also another one, Diane, uh, I can't remember her name. Not Feinstein. No. So anyway, Effie releases this statement and (laughs) claims uh, through Gloria. And she says, in 2017, Army raped me for four hours and repeatedly stomped on my head. Oh, God. And here's Army's response. He says, well, for not being ready, you took it like a real champ. Ha, 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 ha. You wrote out four Haas? Yeah. So the LAPD launches an investigation. Army hires the same lawyer. Guess guess who he got? The one that represented Bill Cosby. Ah. Brian Singer, who does not get called out enough. The and lawyer's like, look, when Bill Cosby did it, these chicks were asleep. Yeah, well, I could definitely get Army off. And Chris Knopf. Um, he was the guy. For, he was Mr. Big from Sex and the City. Mm. So Army says... Uh, quote, I'm not going to lie, you crying and crawling away while I stalked you down your hallway was so exhilarating. Yeah. Yeah. So then there's another citizen detective on the case. Her name is Lauren Skay. She goes by the Twitter handle, The Zen Blonde. And she starts covering the story and she gets a bunch of tips that this shit, quote, runs in the family. Like you're just scratching the surface. Whoa. These are citizen sleuths are like the Woodward and Bernstein of what, you know, of this scandal. They're just, people are saying, keep going. There's more to this. This is what happens when you're bored with a lot of money. Yeah. Well, or you're bored with zero money in COVID and you need a story, but you can't go out sleuthing. So you got to creep around on the internet. Yeah. Monkey bitch. Monkey bitch. <laughs> so she finds uh, Army's um, aunt, who is named Casey. Well, Casey had written an audiobook, and it's full of personal accounts of more family members from the Hammer family, and she's got tons of stories to tell. So that's how episode one basically ends, Okay. So, episode two begins. It is uh, subtitled, Sins of the Father. Now, uh, Army's aunt, Casey, who we just met, she kind of picks up the story. Now, Armand Hammer uh, turned Occidental Oil into the 11th largest oil company in the United States. So, this whole family grew up surrounded by foreign dignitaries and heads of state, Um Casey's goal in coming on this miniseries is to quote, I'm coming forward now to stop the cycle, unquote. We learn about her father, Julian, which is Army's grandfather. While Casey grew up in Pacific Palisades, her dad, Julian, was always a drunk, okay? The kids grew up, they're spoiled as shit, they get tons of gifts and toys. And then Casey tells the story that Christmas Eve, 1965, Julian... <laughs> this is where it all started. No, huh? no, no. It's going to go back deeper. Oh, We're going to slowly go back. Wow. Julian uh, beat the shit out of her mother on Christmas Eve. So, What'd she say? So... Uh, the turkey sucked, huh? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? So she's surrounded by violence. Uh, and her father begins deteriorating because oh. he can't get the love of his father. So he turns to substances and abuse. They they would stay in motels whenever thing got crazy. Whenever the spaghetti hit the wall. Yeah. Yep. So her grandfather, this is Armand I'm speaking of, he kept files on 
everything, the entire family, who people dated. Um, and then he recorded and surveilled everything. Okay. This is back in the day where yeah. it's not exactly easy to do that. Yeah. And it's probably not discreet. No, Armand uh, did make a big appearance on Phil Donahue. And at this point, he built up Occidental into the 16th largest company in the entire world. Wow. Okay. So pretty impressive. He, yeah. he knew everybody. He met Gorbachev. Uh, he was hanging out with whoever was in the White House. I was the 16th best at what I did. Buckingham Palace. Uh, he, he hung out with the Kennedys. Wow. Yeah. So let's flash back to 1971. Casey's mother finally leaves Julian. Okay. Well, guess what? His mom only gets $200 a month in child support. Why'd you get that much? <laughs> yeah. Casey recalls going back to her dad. Casey recalls going back to her dad's house. And there's tons of women. There's tons of drugs. And just drug-fueled orgy parties that would go on for like days at a time. Sounds like a lot more fun than the oil field. I worked in the oil field. It's, it's not that fun. Yeah, it's not. And she finds Polaroids of her dad. In these sex parties. Like, she'd Ooh, wake up. With purple dildos? Everything. You name it. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Her brother, Michael, which is Army's father, he also went to all these parties. Oh. So, then, our citizen sleuther, this is January 2021, Candace discovers Army's Finsta account. I never heard the term. Do you know what that means? Finsta? Finsta is that, account. Is that a website? No. It's it a fake means, Instagram. It means fake Instagram. So apparently oh. with celebrities, you know, they're, they have so many followers, but they yeah. want to like share their real shit. Oh, yeah. They create what's called a Finsta. Yeah, it's private so, and stuff. Right. But here's the thing. It's not private. It's public, but it's not under their main account. So this video that Army released, it's got like 18 followers on it. He shows a video of a hotel room and he's going through every like part of the hotel room. It's like, hey, I'm Kevin Costner, but I just killed this bitch. There's literally, Insta. There's literally a woman on all fours. Oh, yeah. And this account was called El Destructo. <laughs> of okay. course it is. So I, I, I didn't look to see if it's still active, but if you want to try and find Army Hammer's fake Insta, at the time of this, it had 18 followers on it. And, you know, then he starts posting pictures of him like uh, getting high. And then bragging about faking drug tests. Wait, getting high on what, though? Everything. Oh, okay. So Acid. Yeah, we'll get to the acid in a second. Oh. So then he videos himself eating acid and bragging about drinking and driving. And for some reason, they blur out the Miller can. Miller's like, we don't want anything to do with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're the champagne of beers. The champagne of beers doesn't condone acid, eating, and rape. Yeah. The champagne of beer. Yeah, Miller's like, we don't even know what Japanese rope tying is. Yeah. Do yeah. not associate it with this. You can't guy. buy no Japanese rope tying at the Miller factory. No, no, that was his idea. He's like, I ain't fucking giving them no fucking sponsorship. Maybe. That's right. Maybe okay. they were like, you know what? Would you okay. like to deal with us? And he's like, I'm going to eat acid and tie people up and have this Miller can in the background. You got to pay me to get that Miller can on there. On his 18 followers? You think that got back to Miller? Maybe. So we are introduced to a man by the name of Edward J. Epstein. Stephen Miller. Edward J. Epstein. He's one of Armin Hammer's biographers. Epstein? Edward J. Epstein. No relation to Armar. Ar the great. The great. The great, yeah. The king. The, the connoisseur. The goat. Yeah. Revolutionary. <laughs> the goat. That's right. No relationship yeah. to the first ball ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Of that Epstein. guy could catch a throw. He wrote 
so this guy wrote a profile Sharks on Arm and Hammer. Hall of Famer, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> this guy wrote a profile in 1980 on Arm and Hammer. Well, turns out Armin was married three times. His second wife accused him of physical and mental abuse. His third wife, Frances, she was rich, and he just married her for his money. So she lent him a hundred grand to buy into Oxy at the time. So he was a serial womanizer. He beat women. Um, he, here's how fucked he up is. His wife finds out he's having an affair with a woman named Martha Kaufman, and Francis was like, "Get rid of her." So what does he do? He just has this girl dye her hair blonde and change her name to Hillary Gibson. And he's like, <laughs> she's out. Done. Easy. It's old bait and switch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he gave her two beepers. I'm like, what is this, like casino? What is he, did the arrow from casino? It's a beeper. It's very lightweight. You could get around with it very easy. I need to know where you are at all times. Yeah. He put a homing device, oh. attached it to her car, tapped her phones. She must have some good pussy. Yeah, he controlled her vacation schedule. And By the had, way, these, these homing devices, yeah. relatively cheap. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, now? Yeah. Yeah. But back they were the size of a loaf of bread back then. Yeah, yeah back then they were like antennas on top of cars, you know. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's that on top of my car? Oh, that's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that's nothing. The satellite. Radio. Hey, what's that new loaf of bread on top of my car? Uh, so. <laughs> new loaf of bread. But we also <laughs> learn that he he uh, demoralized and sexualized uh, demeaned his victims back then. This is Arm and Hammer. Yeah. I can't believe that. So Cronkite continues her sleuthing. And she finds out Julian Hammer had some serious legal and, you know, debacles. Once again, I'm sorry, but I'm going to bring this up. The fucking people who do the, okay, for instance, like a millennial who does the, you're like 26 years old and you're like, oh my God, I just, this is breaking news. This old rich family did crazy shit for money and treated people badly. I can't believe it. They tracked down... um, Julian's former housekeeper. Her, her name is Kathy Bull. Well, she mentions that Julian hosted these lavish week-long gambling parties, Ooh. like full-on, like, uh, you name it, casino parties. Cool. Wears pajamas around the house for a week. Nice. And she says he was the Hugh Hefner of Pacific Palace. There can That's, only be one Hugh Hefner. That's very true. Yeah, Hugh, Hef- Hugh Hefner is the Hugh Hefner of Pacific Palace. Yeah, I mean, he's t- a mile minutes, away. Yeah, five yeah. minutes from me. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he confides in her, and they become really close. She leaves her husband. She moves in with him. And I'm just thinking to myself, do you think he still made her clean the house? Hey, baby, I want to get married, but I just need you to do the baseboards first. <laughs> exactly. Clean up I mean, after that squirt of yours. Oh, really? Got yeah. him. So 1977, this is the time that we're in. And uh, she's like, you know what? You need to take me out to dinner for once. Because apparently he's not very sociable. And they go out to dinner, and afterwards, he's like, hey, I want to swing by this bar on the way home. And she turns around, and he's flirting with nothing but guys. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Hey there. And then she's like, it took me a second, and then I realized I'm in a gay bar. Oh. I wonder what gave it away. Yeah. Apparently, you know? she missed the guys sucking each other's off in the fucking, <laughs> there's no pussy around. <laughs> so she fails, and she's, gotta, she's like, fuck it. I'm just going to hitchhike home. She gets home. I'm just going uh, to hitchhike home. That's- yeah, she's like, hey, you have fun with your gay shit. I'm out of here. So she hitches, uh, gets a ride home. And the exact moment she gets home, he gets home. Uh-oh. And he sees that she's with a guy Uh-oh. and assumes that she's cheating on this guy. And he goes right to the gun case, pulls out a gun, 
The police show up, and he gets booked for assault with a deadly weapon. Holy fuck. And released on a $1,000 bail, which seems a little low. Little low. A little low, right? yeah. It's a little low. So Julian's really into guns, all right? Um, and he likes to shoot guns in the house. Okay. Okay, not like I'm shooting out at a bird. Like, hey, see that wall over there? I'm going to put a fucking hole in it. Yeah. That's how he likes to shoot guns. So... He, she recalls this story that they're they're arguing one night and he pulls out a gun, aims it at her, and she pushes the gun and it goes off into the roof Whoa. where her kid's upstairs sleeping. Oh, boy. So she's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. And she just leaves. Now, yeah. to further this whole situation of Julian's, you know, arrests and, you know, crazy criminal record, they dig and they find out in 1955 he was arrested for manslaughter. Because he shot his friend who showed up, and he's like, hey, you owe me a $400 gambling debt. And he just blew him away. So he's wow. dead. Dad steps in. Speaking of Armand here, and the way this was like pushed under the carpet was he gave his lawyer 50 grand, and it all disappeared. Whoa. So I'm guessing that money went to the family, and they were just like, look, 50 grand in 1955? I mean, I don't know how many millions that is now. Maybe a, maybe a million? Yeah, I, I guess. I'm assuming it's a lot of money. Yeah. So they to to control his son, he gets Julian a desk job at Oxy. Now, his job isn't like VP of sales or anything like that. He makes him the guy behind the guy who secretly tapes clients, prospective clients, and in an attempt to do so to control them and blackmail them. All right? So mm -hmm. that's his job. Yeah. I don't know what the job title is, but that's yeah, what he yeah. did. What it says on his business card. Right. right. Armin Hammer blackmailer. <laughs> so in the 80s, it's well known that Armin was known as a massive philanthropist. I mean, I grew up with the name and I immediately associate it with art. You know, if you've been to Westwood, California, there's the Armin Hammer mu Museum. Um, but this story digs deep and we find out that Armin's father, he was a Russian Jewish doctor yeah. that immigrated to the United States and probably a spy. Bingo. Yeah, You're way ahead of the curve. Probably here, Dave. a spy. He wasn't probably a spy. Yeah. He was a spy. Really? Right. Wow. So he became a politician and of he was course. the founder of the American Communist Party. Ah, so, so hence the name Armand Hammer. Correct. Wow. So that blew Subtle. my mind because his son was named after the communist symbol of the arm and hammer. Yeah. I would have gone with hammer arm, but that's just me <laughs> because it sounds a lot cooler than <laughs> arm and hammer. Oh, hammer arm. Hey, hammer arm. It's time to clean your bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That does sound like a pretty cool nickname, hammer arm. So the communist party used Julius and his family to funnel their money in, okay, to steal technology and trade secrets from the U.S. Well, arm and hammer, he destroyed all this information. But the CIA was on to him, and they co did conclude that he was spying on behalf of the KGB. J. Edgar Hoover even has handwritten notes that says these hammers are no fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, we're not talking about the guys Hoover was fucking. Right. Oh, because exactly. Hoover yeah. was fucking guys. Yeah, yes. of course he was. Closet homosexual. It's well known. He loved to dress up as women's clothing. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No, but he was a hell of a G-man. Yeah. Okay. And now here's a fun fact. Tucker. Do you guys remember the movie J. Edgar? Yes. Hoover, uh, or Army, played Hoover's gay love interest, Clyde, in the movie. Oh. I don't want my G-man fucking dudes. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the Arm, Arm and Hammer at this point, he's funneling money 
to the Ruskies. So he takes over for his dad. The only good communist is a dead communist. Yeah, how about all those signs back in the day? Armin has to bury his past. He knows this. If he's going to be like the head of a major Fortune 500 company, but here's the thing. He even tries to distance his son from Julius and claim that Julius isn't his son and tries to get a paternity test faked and says, Julius isn't my son because Julius is such a fuck up. Wow. Murdering people. Yeah. Going to gay bars. <laughs> having fun. Yeah. Having fun. He's like, I don't want to be around this. Now, of course, the abuse uh, that Casey was alluding to, she brings up and speaks of Michael because Julian was abused by Michael. I don't want no oil field oxy pads. I want to have fun, dad. Yeah. So one night. this Is this a decent proposal? No, that that's coming. Oh, wait. Yeah, it is. Basically. Yeah. This is when the indecent proposal thing comes up. So, um, uh, Julian takes the, the family out and he's with Michael, his son. Michael brings out this smoke show. And then Julian goes, give her to me. I'll give you a million dollars. Oh, shit. Yeah. And guess what? She takes the, the money because the girl moves in with Julian for eight months. So they ended up like it broken, like Demi Moore, Woody Harrelson. If you love someone, set them free. Set them free. They'll come back to you. Did you ever see that movie, Dave? It's a classic. No, which, what is it called? Indecent Proposal with Robert Redford, where oh, he no. sees Demi Moore's big tits in a casino, Fuck and he goes yeah. to Woody Harrelson, and he's like, uh, if you let me take your wife home for a night, I'll give you a million dollars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. seen that. I've seen yeah, it's a yeah. fucking classic. I mean, I, I've seen it spooked, well, like spoofed on. By well, I've never seen titties worth a million dollars I in broke my down life. the math, okay? She does have some big slopopotamus titties. <laughs> oh, yeah, are you kidding me? I've seen striptease. We all have. Ooh. I didn't even see striptease. I just watched the part where you get to see your tits. So I did the math on this. So eight months is roughly 240 days, right? A million divided by 240 equals about $4,100 That's it? It's day. not that bad. Well, this is 1970s money. Oh, okay. So like $10 million now. Yeah, she was basically getting 4100 Well, probably. Per tit? Per t- I didn't break out the per tit math. Okay, per I nipple. Per, per nipple. Yeah, it costs about two grand My pussy lips day. cost at least a million. So Julian ships Michael and Casey off to college. They send him south to San Diego. He's a puss hound. He used to walk around with shirts that said decadence is a way of life. Now, they introduce Michael and Casey's cousin, Wendy Williams. No relationship to the <laughs> Wendy Williams. Dude, all these, all these fucking, all these names, dude. What's going on here? So um, according to Casey... Armin basically says to Michael, hey, you got to stop with the partying and come to work for me. Because he knows Julian's such a fuck up. He can't be the successor. He's got to use Julian in the background. No more dick sucking on Santa Monica Boulevard. It's time to get to work. Right, right. You could kill somebody once or twice a year. Right. Yeah, but no more dick sucking. Right. I was almost going to say the F word there. So, Michael, um, just, just so you get an idea of the magnitude of who Armin Hammer was and how big he was, he throws huge parties every year on his birthday. And, like, Cary Grant shows up. You know, Gregory yeah. Peck shows up. He hosted Prince Charles and Diana. All respectable wow. men, like guys that never did anything bad to women. Yeah. No, never. Yeah, yeah. So, at this point, Michael falls in love with a woman. He's on a, a plane, and he's sitting first class, and he falls in love with a Jesus freak from Oklahoma named Drew. Now, keep in mind, they're Jewish, okay? So, he, he cheats on her, and um, that's when they give birth to Army, uh, around 1986. He's born. Same year as me. Yep. Another blown opportunity to go with hammer arm. I would hammer agree. Arm, I, I would have gone with hammer arm. So, Arm and Hammer. <laughs> so then in 1998, Arm and Hammer kicks the bucket. He dies at the age of 93. 
Wow. So Casey has to come home and take care of her dad because her dad's a fuck up. Okay? And when she gets home, she finds Michael and Drew looting the house. They're pulling tapestries off the wall. What the fuck is a tapestry? A tapestry? It's a wall rug. Oh, okay. So, like, they went, hey, would you get the wall carpets? I want to go home for the floor rugs. What the fuck? Rich people just have shit nobody knows about, dude. Yeah, rich, rich people actually wipe their feet on wall rugs. How do you get up there? All right. They're just low to the ground. Like, what, they're just going to take that to a fucking pawn shop? I don't, I don't uh, know. You guys yeah. buy pet? Do you guys but buy the point tapestries? Is, he's still in the house, dead, upstairs, and they're just, uh, like, yeah, loading man, up. Like, yeah, yeah, they're taking whatever gold. They're taking this gold or right. whatever they can find. Right, so now it's time to read the will. Ah. Okay, so they all go down to the lawyer's office in Beverly Hills, and Casey, she gets $250,000. Not bad. Are you kidding me? That's I'm bad. Sure, I mean, I'm sure they're pissed, sure. Right, so Julian... Gets five hundred thousand and all of his debts paid off. All the gay dudes that he fucked, that like <laughs> they, they were gonna get yeah, lippy with the They're price. like, look, we're gonna get your money. It's like, look, y'all take this money, clean the come up. I bet you those debts were worth more than the five hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I guarantee it, dude. So, so but this is like the eighties, late eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this no, is no, nineteen ninety. Yeah, late eighties. Okay, nineties. Okay, so. So they, they read the will directly after he dies. This was basically. West Hollywood, no cameras. Yeah, I because think it was like a week after. I know some really super rich people that the main super rich dad died, and they didn't read the will for 10 years. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Was that like a request he made? No, I don't know what the deal was. they couldn't find it? No, no, no. They found, they knew, but there was like, they didn't, just didn't read the trust. For, they didn't read the will for 10 years because, I don't know, I guess maybe they were, who knows. Okay. So, wasn't Julian mad? Yeah, Julian's bad because he didn't get the Rolls Royce. Yeah, it's not fuck the money. It's like, dude, that panty <laughs> dropper, listen, I need that car. <laughs> all all yeah. the guys on Santa Monica Boulevard, yeah, yeah. they know that listen, car. When that when that fucking car pulls up, all right? The you know how come many out. times that car's been parked out in front of Mickey's and Rage and they know what that means? I can get dick in a Civic, but I can get a lot of dick in a Rolls Royce. So um, they find out that the will had been changed. 40 days before he died. Ah, yes. So everybody thought he was a huge billionaire, but uh, he'd given most of the money away. There's, he had like 10 grand when he died. There's 40 million now that he leaves to Michael and Drew in a trust. Mm. It says you're the executor of the estate. So we move to September 2020. Now, Courtney, she brings up the story of, again, when Army introduced him to her mom or his mom in Dallas and the big fight. Well, at the end of this thing, this is about to end episode two, the camera, the producer, looks at Casey and says, so was your father abusing you? And she can't answer. She tries to answer and stumbles, and they cliffhang us. Ah. Okay? So episode three begins. It's called Follow the Money. Did Army untie her before she got to go to the date with him and his mom? Yeah, or she just showed, brought her into the restaurant. <laughs> He's like, hey, mom, Kimari. sorry. Uh, she's been tied up at the hotel. I don't know if you noticed this, but yeah. she's walking art yeah. technically right now, and I spent a lot of time on this. Yeah. So, quid pro quo. If we could take these fucking ropes off. What? How does the restaurant feel about wheelbarrows being brought in? Because that's As long way. as the yeah. art is Kimbari and it's yeah, you know, Shimbali, fancy, everything's it's, fine. It's, it's, it's allowed. Okay, so Casey mentions that once this thing went viral with Army, that she said, I'm going to participate in the document, that she started getting threats. 
and warnings of threats. Like you might not want to do this. The hammers are super powerful. So if you're walking down the street and you see somebody you don't notice, and then you see him again the next day, you need to be careful. Like the guy that owns the hardware store. It's like if you right, see him right. open up the store twice <laughs> on a Wednesday, watch the fuck out. I'd be so paranoid. I'd be like, holy shit, that guy's opened up the same Ace Hardware. Uh, Where am I going to find ropes at <laughs> So she finds out that uh, Army has a new 22-year-old girlfriend. This is the girl that's named Paige Lorenz. Ropeless. And her IG is littered with pictures, like half naked. She's a gorgeous woman, by the way. So she does have like topless thoughts. You can't see her tits, but like her back. And it's covered with bruises. So she liked Army for him. Had nothing to do with exactly. him being like a famous actor? No. What happened is this. They figure out that this is a form of Army controlling her and saying... Go take a picture, put it on Instagram, and I need to see your bruises. Oh, so she wasn't just looking for like a nice guy. No, no. So some woman who she could take home to mom. Right. Well, and in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, and to be eaten. You want to talk about the guy that you take home to mom? Well, Army consults with a private surgeon in Beverly Hills uh, in the hopes uh, that he will agree to remove one of Paige's ribs, uh, so he can barbecue it yeah. and then eat it. So he like he likes barbecue. Yeah. Who wouldn't? I don't I, I like barbecue. We just we're gonna have some here in a little bit. I don't get it. Okay. With now, or without the sauce. Right. Now here's the thing. This is when people are, are are confused because they're like, was this just all just fun and games, tongue and cheek stuff? <laughs> okay, no pun intended. <laughs> By the way, you ever have uh, pig cheek? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's delicious. So, it's not bad. Yeah. So it's all good. That's the whole thing around this. They're like, was he just joking around or was he being serious about going to the doctor? I mean, hey, Marilyn Manson did it, right? Yeah. It's a myth. To suck sure. his own. Oh, I thought that was confirmed. No, no, no. Myth. To suck his own dick, right? Suck yeah. His own dick. yeah. Not to fucking take it out and barbecue and but, eat it. But then it seems like a waste now. Right. It does. Hey, this is a green surgery. Yeah, okay? exactly. No waste. <laughs> this is a, a, a carbon fr- footprint conscious surgery. Mm-hmm. All right, so then this BDSM expert, she's introduced. Expert. Yeah, she's an, an expert, and she basically says, Army didn't follow BDSM protocols. Right. Okay. Is this chick married? Uh, I don't know. We could look it up. Anyway, but she's apparently... She's married to her work. <laughs> apparently, the traditional motto of BDSM is safe, sane, and consensual. Now, she explains to us non-BDSMers. By the way, I've never done it. She says safety... What? I'm thinking about it now. Okay. Uh, Safety and trust are the foundation of a healthy BDSM relationship. Uh, I always thought it was squirting. (laughs) Okay. All right. Anyway. Then we find out, though, that Army betrayed all that because he didn't ask for consent. And then he's with Paige one night and, and carves an A, an initial A. I'm from, he branded her. Yeah, but he didn't ask her. That's the point. He didn't ask her. And then he started licking it and sucking off the blood. Meanwhile, she's got his back turned to her, and he was just like, I thought we were going to spill She's trying to order some food on, like, uh, Uber Eats, and he's just like, I'm going to carve my name into your shoulder and then lick the blood out. Uh, Hey, did you want fries? (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to get a salad. The point is this. Her quote is, someone getting off on someone's fear when the other person isn't vulnerable, that person isn't a kinkster. It's a new fucking dating app called Kingster. Grow up. Pinkster. So then we're introduced to anonymous co-workers of Army, and there's a gentleman. He's clearly like um, like a, an assistant or something because he says, 
uh, Army directed me to go to the airport and pick up his friend and hold up a sign that said "faggot," which is hilarious. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, we could say that. Yeah, you uh, could, yeah. I was gonna say "faggot" earlier. Dude, now's send, your chance. I was gonna is really gonna send my my joke home, but I yeah. I decided against it. You could say whatever you want to say. The okay. point is, he berates this guy and holds an office meeting and says, <laughs> "Hey, should I fire this guy because he won't take the "faggot" sign to the airport to pick up my friend?" <laughs> I would. <laughs> Then he says Army, you know, uh, embarrassed him in public because he took him to a strip club at 10 a.m. and made him get a lap dance. Oh, boo fucking who. Right. You know what's funny, man? It's like, I'm so gay. And like, this chick just put her pussy and her tits in my face. And I felt so violated. I don't think he was gay. I just think. I do. And he makes it clear. This pales in comparison. But he was like, I was in danger of my life because he would get drunk and high and do 140. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. That's super not MPH? MPH. MPH, baby. So, but dude, if you went to the strip club and held up a sign that said faggot, how funny would that be? <laughs> <laughs> Depends if it's a straight or gay strip club. Exactly, like a, a fucking gay strip hey, club. Hey, faggot, sit here. Hey, faggot, sit here. It's like, Army, I'm tired of this. I don't care how much you're paying me. <laughs> Listen, my feelings are hurt. Okay, so Army's, Armin's funeral comes up, right? And, you know, everybody is, everybody in the Jewish community is there. And then. Shocker. Um, uh, Michael has an announcement to make. He says, well, just so you know, uh, on my father's deathbed, um, my grandfather's deathbed, rather, he became a born-again Christian. Oh. So, which nobody has any real truth or can, you know, corroborate. So, Michael takes that $40 million and starts dumping it into Christian causes. Uh-huh. Some sort of money laundering, for sure. I haven't sure. figured it out. That, and also, too, we have to kind of suspect that when you think that Army Hammer or Armin Armin Hammer was a billionaire, like yeah. you thought you had billions of dollars, forty days before his shit gets changed, yeah. What you have to, in my opinion, assume here is that he was probably the government was probably responsible Somebody, for a lot of that wealth. And I have no problem. And with they going, came knocking. Yeah, no, no, no. Here's what happened. And listen, back. I have this from a good friend of mine in Dallas. He spent. Five billion dollars on an oxy uh, pimple pad commercial with gays, <laughs> yeah. and lost all his money. Yeah, I can imagine. Really going for that gay really? pimple market. Yeah, we really yeah. went for it, there. guys. The numbers are in. <laughs> the heteros love our oxy pads, but this gay demographic is down. Yeah. let's go all out. <laughs> Dude, that Monkey was it. poxy pads. There you go. That was it. So this is when it gets super creepy. So this it is. Yeah. Later revealed that um, Michael leaves Oxy, right? Because he wants to focus on all this Christian work. Of course. But before he left, Michael bragged about owning a sex throne. Okay. Mm. According to sources, the sex throne was seven feet tall and had the family crest on it. The sex throne had a hole in the seat, a cage underneath it, and a meat hook. But... It's no biggie because it was at Oxy quarters. Yeah, it's Whoa. to hold the Oxy pads. No, it was to close deals. Oh. They were like, hey, we really like your work, but you got to get in the fucking throne. Yeah, because yeah, I'm telling you right now, here's the deal. You better choose wisely. Yeah, it's either the, the seat, the cage, or the hook. You get the stairs or the window. <laughs> the th- throne is for closers only. Well, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking about this because I'm visualizing it. The hole's obviously there, so you can shit into the cage, sure. I'm guessing. Yeah. 
with the person underneath it, but what's the hook for? It's probably just a Spencer's Gifts. You know, you've been to Spencer's. <laughs> it's just a gag gift. He's like, hey, hello, we're here to do business. I'm crazy. Um, yeah, Sex Thrones, they're on aisle six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why is this one so big? After Armin dies, Julian coughs up all Armin's personal files to expose his father's crimes. Because he's like, hey, fuckface, you paid off my gambling debts, lend me with 500K, and That's I don't what have happens. my pussy wagon anymore. That's what happens when you lose, yeah. lose the fucking rolls, yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't have the, the dick mobile anymore. Yeah. You know how hard it is to find dick in a Miata? Yeah, it's not easy. Uh, that's when we learn about Armin's recording bribery and blackmail schemes. So, again, we talked about how Julian's job was to do all this. Well, it c- turns out, Armin bribed the president of Venezuela. For like five grand, probably. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, dude. Honestly, like they but couldn't even get chickens. It gets like, deeper. Armin six was grand. also. And these are the people who own the fucking World. baking soda uh, company. Imagine what real super rich people By the way, people just, are doing. just so you know, they had no relation <laughs> to Arm and Hammer baking soda. Oh, that's not the people we're talking no, about? No, that's not Oxygen. Ham and Arm. Yeah. Oh. No, they they had no relation to Arm and Hammer baking soda. That's not... That, what, how do... What, are you sure? It, I yeah, know. It's Arm and Hammer. His name was Armand Hammer. I know. I know Dave, I'm with you right now. When we started watching this, I was like this. The fucking baking soda people. It had... This is your gotta be. You don't think they got a piece no. of that? Okay. Right. I think right. uh, Arm and Hammer, the baking soda is Procter and Gamble or Johnson and Johnson. But if you want to double check and I look, you don't think you? that guy and his half a bag son had anything to do with it? <laughs> I think so. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so not only did he bribe the president of Venezuela, he was involved in Watergate. Wow. Okay, yeah, he made illegal campaign contributions. And he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor about finance contributions to the Nixon campaign. Now, he, like I mentioned before, he was super deep with Prince Charles and Diana. And he threw them this massive gala in Palm Beach. And he gave $40 million to Charles. That's where his money went. Yeah, but this is, back then, that was worth $250 million. Sure. Okay? So George Bush pardoned him. This is H, <laughs> not W. Yeah. Shocker, CIA for Watergate. Yeah. So uh, this is this is if this isn't a, a telling quote Greaseball about this shit, dude. You no, know, this is it right here. Armin says, "Quote: My golden rule is that the person with the gold makes the rules." That's fucking goddamn right. Baby. I literally wrote down that's greaseball shit. Yeah, good. So here's the thing: in 1988, Oxy Petroleum, there was a platform of theirs in the North Sea, and it blew. 167 people died. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's the worst accident Whoa. of all time in the oil business. So Army Armand has to go out and be the public spokesman for all this, puts on a brave face, does his thing, and then after the press conference, he gets in his uh, Learjet and says, wow, what a great day. Let's go shell- celebrate. It took with 17 some- million oxypads to clean up the oil <laughs> that spewed into the ocean, and that's why he's a fucking hero. He says, let's go celebrate in my jet with some champagne and caviar. Wait, why are they celebrating? Because he had this amazing press conference. Oh, God. When yeah. you're that rich, it doesn't matter what the happens. point is, he wasn't uh. punished. He doesn't do... Any anything, and apparently they had a horrendous safety record. He never went to see a single survivor in the hospital. Mm-mm. Now, a year after Armin kicks the bucket, Casey moves in with Julian. Okay, because Julian is a mess. Sure. Now, at this point, he's doing so much meth and coke that he's foaming at the mouth all the time. 
holding a gun to his daughter's head saying, tell me if you're possessed. So she's like, fuck this. I'm out of here. She goes to therapy. She through like, you know, many, uh, you know, hours, weeks, whatever determines that she was sexually abused. Sure. You know, and not only that, but her dad, she tells a story about her dad having her hold a phone book and taking a shotgun and shooting it out of her hand inside the house. Pretty good aim. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really sad story. So Julian dies five years after Armand. He doesn't make it very long. Yeah. Now, Courtney... How old is he at the time that he dies? What, 75 maybe? Oh, okay. Maybe? But he's still just fucking getting fucked up, huh? Oh, yeah. Love L- it. Love. I mean, here's the thing. I don't understand when rich people do math. I don't get that concept it's at all. It's probably pretty cool. You got to stay up to do the numbers. Um, anyway... Um, Courtney goes public with all this abuse and when she does she's able to connect with Paige and what these two figure out is that Army had a predatory and pattern like behavior so everything Courtney experienced so did Paige down to the fact of hey we're going to watch my favorite movie called The Secretary have you ever seen it? Never I've never seen it but I know Maggie Gyllenhaal's in it and the, James Spader likes to tie her up and all this shit. Uh, they went to the same motel in the desert, same hardware store. Oh, all I'd have watched it if it was Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> so the point Spicy, is this. Spicy sausage. <laughs> the point is this. Army never faced any charges. The LAP investigates. Well, what does he do? His PR people put him in rehab. And they try and get his career back on track. Um, that movie Death of the, on the Nile comes out that he was in. Totally fucking bombs. And then this doc towards the end focuses on, well, the real question now is, can Army make a comeback? So that's the question I want to pose to you guys. Can you come back from something like this? I think so. I, I think so, too. If Louis C.K. was able to come back, Army Hammer should be able to. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't, totally not the same I don't thing. think he should if any of this is corroborated and believable, which I think it is, because obviously he was... He was abusive and controlling. I mean, he branded yeah. a, a fucking woman, for Christ's yeah. sake. This is like the equivalent to Love. his name from Nick Nexium. You know? I yeah. like that documentary. Motherfucker, if you're eating people, you belong in jail. So I want to just kind of close out. I, want, I do want to end on a super creepy DM. Uh, because they contacted the Julia woman from the beginning of the documentary. She was the artist in New York City. Now, keep in mind, they never <coughs> met, but um, she posts uh, some art that she created with Army's DMs, you know? And, and by the way, I'm sorry, but I feel really bad for her because she had to she had to create art about his DMs, and I just don't know <laughs> how through. she dealt with this. Yeah, it's like... This is her way of coping. But yeah. the point is... So many people have dealt with so many the things. The point is, she posts some of her work, and Army slides in and says, dibs on the glutes and the ribs. Turns out his barbecue was more entertaining than her art. Oh, my God. Um, lastly, um, there's this big debate because... They show the big side of celebrity where all the fans that support him, they're called Charmies. And then you have all the other people that are like, no, man, this isn't right. This guy clearly abused all these women. And that's kind of how they leave it. We don't know if he's going to bounce back. Um, so he's, isn't he scheduled to be in a movie? It's, it's, he's no. A, 
He's okay, so he's not. No, the last thing that they heard is this guy lives in the Caymans with his ex-wife, and he's selling timeshares. Oh God! So right. yeah, nice. that's where he is now. Um, so he's not like filthy rich anymore. Well, he still has family money, assuming Michael's giving so, him some of the Christian money. Sure. You know, um, which always lets me know it's like if you had this much money, would you not try to eat people? Yeah, that's the question, isn't it? It is. Um, so there was one, uh, I was going to ask it. There was one response he made, uh, through his attorney. Uh, and this is April, 2020 variety published this. His attorney says there was never a case. A lot of people think that there was, there was never a lawsuit, never a criminal proceeding. The media are obsessed with that matter. It never turned into litigation or into a criminal charge against anyone. That was a misconception. It was early days of the pandemic. Everybody was home reading all these tweets. You have a well-known, handsome actor being accused of salacious, kinky interactions like with women. Yeah, throwing handsome. Yeah, it appeared uh, he was it, handsome. It captured. He still is. Yeah, it captured the public's attention, but was completely blown out of proportion to the extent there was never anything in court. There wasn't a matter for me to handle other than to help him manage his image in the press. I'm going to tell you right now that yeah. I had such a hard time watching this mm-hmm. that I'm doing art about all the stuff that Army Hammer did to all these people. I'm doing my own art about it. Are you going to put it on Instagram? I am. What are you going to do if Army I've, slides into your DMs? I feel terrible about the way... If Army slid into your DMs and says, can I take one of your ribs and eat it, would you let him? I'm going to make art about his ribs okay. or my ribs. So here's my, uh, the last thing I want to end on. I have a source who lived next to Army in Hancock Park. And according to my source... He owned a smoker. He, <laughs> he literally <laughs> moved out at like 2 a.m. in the middle of the night. The truck showed up at his house, packed everything up, and they were in and out in like a couple hours. So I find that a little mysterious. Um, he owned two smokers. No, 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 don't use that one. That one's, yeah. That one's for the he people. left in a van with a smoker smoking. Well, just to let you, I want to catch you up on some of the characters <laughs> he, that, he you met, behind his car. that you met in the documentary. <laughs> Casey, um, I give her a lot of credit through going through the fire. She is now writing children's books. Courtney is back in Dallas running her company. And then, of course, Julia is doing her art. So whatever happens to these people, they got through it. I'm proud of them. I mean, you know, I think it's pretty cool that Casey came out and did this because she's the link to telling the whole family story thing. So I guess at this point, it's time to say, how many dockings are you going to give this? If Courtney found a jacket that fits, yeah. I'm going to give it three dockings. Okay. But without the matching j- jacket? If Courtney would have not been in this documentary... I would have given it four dockings. Okay, got it. So you really don't like Courtney, but it's, just, it's not you don't like her. You don't like the way she dresses. Yeah, she's like she's like, hey, I own a uh, company in Dallas and I have this huge jacket. I give this four dockings because I think the family dynamic is compelling. Uh, you have the murders, you have all the bribery. This is con- connected to our government, for Christ's sake. This is connected to uh, other governments, the CIA. And I want to know where all this money went, because if you have billions of dollars, you, I, there's more money that somebody has somewhere. Sure. So um, that's a wrap for House of Hammer. Um, obviously, this pod went a little longer than usual because it's a three-parter. Um, we are excited uh, to see you next week. We're going to have a couple surprises for you. But that's down on the docks. That's a wrap. And thank you for joining us today. Lastly... 
uh, we read all your DMs and they make an impact on how we shape the show, what we might want to cover. So please keep those documentary recommendations coming to us. And again, if you like the show, give us a tweet, give us an Instagram, and most importantly, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. They help out the most. So again, thank you, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.